ಕರ್ಮ Though invisible in form, now yet when faith and devotion are reposed in you, your spirit in the Samadhi is awakened, and the devotees experience this even today. Such is the fine string that you hold, that, try as we may, you do not make it visible to us. All the same, you pull your devotees to yourself with it, whether they are be in this country or any other. And as you bring them to your feet, you embrace them lovingly, as a mother, her own children so you nurture them easily and effortlessly we had carried on this yesterday exactly the same way about how nurturing happens whereas the devotees are concerned even if you are far away in any other country but still you will get the benefit of that devotion of yours all right the learned pundits the clever and the comely sits get stuck in the mire of the worldly life due to their conceit but with your pure own power you support with the simple and trusting the ignorant and the unknowing inwardly you play all games and stratagems yet pretend to be aloof detached after doing everything you yet call yourself a non doer really nobody can understand your ways now uh, this line you know every now and then the idea that i don't do anything i don't do anything i don't do anything is being mentioned on a continuous basis the reason why this is mentioned on a continuous basis is simply this that there is no ego or ahankara that has to come in the way i am the doer puts you on the path of karma the moment you accept something like i did this i did that i made uh, you know uh, this whole thing happen or something like that any inference to the i makes it egoistic in nature then you are giving importance to the body and not importance to the divine whereas the divine if you know that is the param atma as we call it the jiva is nothing but an embodied soul the jiva atma is a part of the param atma so it cannot be identified as i did it the jiva gets trapped because of the i so the sages know this very well so they never take this onus on themselves the onus is always handed over to the faculty which the god has given to this world which is called maya maya is the doer she is the one who does it so never to take the blame on yourself blame doesn't mean blame means doership on yourself this is the most important thing even if it is said that he did it that means what happens is some certain sages that i have met will say like say for example baba says he baba does it so it is still an onus that the body is involved there is a body involved and the body can be a trap so still if you say it is like this you know if i call uh say let us say daughter gets first rank in the 
in the university and the person says my daughter came first so don't you think that the my has come into the picture though you are saying my daughter the my is attached to the daughter isn't it you got what i'm saying so the my daughter means there is a problem so suppose you say x y z came first it's completely out of your purview then you say that i have it's not my concern because the individual is an individual got it so that onus doesn't fall on them so the divine the sage is they will never take the onus of this so always remember this inwardly you play all games and strategies who plays all games and strategies see when the will of the devotees is there what does the guru do the guru has to do lot of strategies he does a lot of tigadambaji okay he does this there 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 so many alterations and uh, things which are done in the universe which can never be understood so he does all kinds of games are there games in the sense because when you play a game you normally want to win isn't it so the idea of winning is there strategies are there how to win this how to win that so the idea of the guru is also this he makes that person play a game with the universe trying to raise himself above in the other in our normal world what happens we normally put down others isn't it how do we put down others we put down others in a way you see i can do better than this if i were there in your place i would have come first what if i would have done this i would have done better than you we keep on comparing and then we keep on saying that this teacher is better than that teacher and that teacher is better than that teacher so there is always a comparison so that should not be there whereas where a game is concerned so the person says i think you are qualified enough to do this you should do this this is a very tough game see you should win it the idea is to egg the person on egging the person on the words will come out differently so the strategy is different the games are different pretending to be aloof i am not concerned what is happening to you why should i be bothered you know that attitude is there so many a times you will find the guru will be standing outside over there and still thinking you know ki oh he doesn't even care <laughs> whereas that's a, just a put on that's a show he appears as if aloof appears aloof and detached and not at all concerned that you know oh he cares for me or something like that see i am falling down yet he is not picking me up okay so it appears like that after doing everything after you yet call yourself non doer really nobody can understand your will so it's impossible to understand therefore let us offer at your feet our action speech and mind and have on your lip our lip a ceaseless chant of your name only then will our sins be washed away you satisfy the desires of those who have desires to be desireless you give them the abode of eternal bliss now what happens in our material world is this some people have a desire for things so they keep on asking i want this i want this i want this i want this but some people have literally given up their desires they say no i don't want this but i just want to be next to you i just want to be at your feet i just want to be in shady something like that that kind of a desire is the only single desire 
dusra type of person he gives them that desire for the others who ask for desires like say for example somebody says i want a child or somebody says i want a wife or somebody says i want a good uh, you know house or something like that do you know what is he actually going to lead you to entrapment the moment the child comes into play you know how how much you are trapped earlier you were taking care of your wife only now you are not only taking care of your child you have to take care of the so education is growing up and after that the fulfillment of the education then the marriage and then their in-laws and did you even think of it when you asked for a child you never thought that this all this comes as a package deal it's a full package deal full complete package deal so just asking for one small stupid thing involves so many other things which nobody understands marriage itself or for that matter even if somebody says you know ki i want a house or i want a car is very easy to ask the moment you have the house you know what happens you have to pay the taxes you have to paint it you have to repair it you have to do how many things so many things are involved but if you are staying in a hotel or if you are staying in a rented place all these things which are like taxation and annual this thing maintenance and all that that is not a part of your you know besides the rent that you are paying isn't it are you bothered about it if hailstones come in brito the big hailstones you know golf ball hailstones they were said to be coming in yesterday or something like that if something happens you go and tell the person who owns that thing or the society and tell them see this uh, my glass broke you better replace it fast for getting it done they will replace it for you any which way you are going to be paying only that much so at the end of the day you are only paying for the amount of money that is a certain amount but if you are going to ask for a house on ownership you know how much a problem you are going to get into not only is the registration this that and god knows so many other things that come into play again you have not thought of the future you know what the future is there are going to be fights because of the property and property means again attachment so many things so the guru normally what he does is if you ask him for this kind of things to the highest devotee he is not going to grant anything understand this he doesn't grant anything like this to the highest of his devotee because it's it's an entrapment so if the highest of the devotee comes and says to him you know i want to get married so he'll smile at him and say okay you want to get married good good i'm very happy get married okay the person says oh i want to do this and i want to do that so he may just smile at the person and actually you should know very well that it is something which is going to take you away rather than come close you know the more trappings that are there it's going to make your life more tougher but we think by getting all these things these desires fulfilled we are going to be happy in our world but there is no happiness at the end of the day let me assure you this much so you will find that there is a story where the person says i need a job give me a job how many times he asked 20 times to baba says baba give me a job i know you know i don't have a job same as uh, vivekananda 
Vivekananda came and asked, I want a job. And, and Ramakrishna Paramahansa, to every person who would give, can you please grant a job to Narendra? He is my favorite devotee. And you look at him and you say, yes, poor thing, you know, he is asking for a job. And then finally one day he gets a job with somebody. And there, you know, funny part over there in that job, it so happens that that particular person gives the job. He is a judge. And he gives a job to Vivekananda for only express one reason. He has got a daughter. So it's like a package deal. <laughs> so he's not giving a job so that he can work for him, but he, he needs a son-in-law over there. So double entrapment. And in less than one month, Vivekananda gets fed up of it. He says, I don't want this. And he gets out of that place. <laughs> so then again, finally he comes to Ram Krishnaji and says again, what is this? You're not giving me anything. He says, you know, I can't give. I am a poor man. See, look at me. Patela kapra hai mera. You know, imagine him talking like this, okay? He will say, I myself don't have any money. Where I will give you? I myself don't have any job. Where will I give you? Do one thing. God is great. Go ask, go ask Ma. She will grant you the job. And there, Vivekananda goes to the Ma and says, Ma. And the Ma, beyond the Ma word doesn't come. Because when you are in front of the divinity, First and foremost, to have the grace to see the divinity is a great thing. Okay? And that only the Guru can grant. So, three times, four times he goes and he has to go back. Because, please note this, the highest of the devotees, the dearest of the ones, are never done, never told to do any of things. And there are lots of difficulties on the way, so that they don't reach their goal. The goal which they think is important to them. What is the goal important to them? Maybe getting a job, maybe getting married, maybe having children. Sorry, boss, it's all troublesome things. The more the more you get into the worldly affairs, you're going to get into deeper trouble. Okay? And this is one of the things that you should know. So, you satisfy, you satisfy the desires of those who have desires. To the desireless, you give them the abode of eternal bliss. I hope you understood this line. Such is your sweet pleasurable name, which is the easiest means of the devotee. By repeating it, sins are destroyed, rajas and tamas disappears without a doubt, and sattva accumulates gradually, which results in a store of moral and religious merit. When God devotion and moral consciousness is awakened in this way, renunciation follows speedily. Sensual desires are totally annihilated, and self-realization appears instantaneously. These two lines, you will understand this. In the initial stages, sins are destroyed. Sins means karma. If you recollect yesterday I was telling you, first, prarabdha is compressed. Okay? It's like a cup of noodles. You have to put water in it to make it expand. Like that. So the karmas are compressed. Very small they become. Very tiny. Then the second thing that happens, sins are destroyed. What sins are destroyed? The past. All your past, which is there in terms of what is called as the sanchit. Okay, accumulated. They accumulated, your bank balance becomes zero. And then you then you wonder, you know, mera fixed deposit pada tha itna bank mein ho, kidar gaya? Bola ho gaya ho gaya tumara fixed deposit bhi. Bola future jo, jo mein jama karke dalne wala tha fixed mein, wo bhi chala gaya. Tab wo bhi jayega, kyun? Sir khane ke liya aega. You understand? Only that much which is sufficient will come. 
this is the sweetness of this but if you see it from the negative point of view you are going to find that all your itni barso ki mehnat you know that is gone and now i can't save even one penny extra you know today i am neck to neck so much that means i am earning 1000 rupees and i am spending 1000 rupees what is this earlier i could save at least 500 rupees i could save with the bank and now nothing is happening no saving at all and then you wonder i wish i had that. sorry you don't understand all your your fixed are gone and your future which you are, which you think you are going to save for the future is disappearing doesn't happen doesn't stay only what is required for you will come this is what happens only that much which will keep your heart burning bus beyond that nothing happens so i hope you understood this line rajas tamas disappear without a doubt the rajas i did it that kind of a thing that disappears tamas laziness ah i will get after some time ah again you know 20 times you know you put the happy <laughs> brutal laughing okay you have to no sorry it doesn't happen like that the moment that you know it's a 4 o'clock alarm you know you are up at 3:30 and you are like that you know your eyes are open and you are waiting abhi 4 ka alarm bajega and you are actually waiting 4 o'clock alarm is on <laughs> you will look at it and you should shut it off earlier you would have shut up the alarm after 4 now you want to shut it before 4 this is how it works so he he makes tamas also disappear without a doubt and sattva accumulates that means the goodness starts growing in the person he becomes very kind he becomes very benevolent he becomes very compassionate with everybody gradually which results in a store of moral and religious merits moral and religious merits are those which can take us beyond the shores of our life that means we can cross over from this bodily thing to the divine now it is given in the next one when god devotion and moral consciousness is awakened in this way then only the religious will keep on going you know imagine that fixed deposit which we are talking about is about religion oneness with god the one which takes us towards god religion is supposed to take us very close to god not to create animosity or you know enmity with anyone so god devotion comes in the only devotion is towards god and moral consciousness is awakened in this way the person rises higher and higher renunciation follows feeling what is renunciation he understand that nothing is his own there is nothing of his own even the body that he thinks is mine 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 is no longer mine at all you understand that body is just a tool you are only supposed to use the tool like mother teresa if you recollect mother teresa is such a short small lady and how much of work she would do this is what a person does finally you you only work for others you don't work for yourself no family or dear near and dear ones or your own self you are working for everybody else besides yourself that is what happens and renunciation follows sensual desires are totally annihilated sensual desires to eat something nice to see something or to walk around here and there or to do something worthwhile even question of any kind of desire doesn't remain the person literally becomes as if you know i don't think i want any of this this is what happens what do you want no i don't think i want this kind of a thing 
So this kind of sensual desires which are there, they are annihilated, they are destroyed. It's literally like that particular thing is removed from the system. And self-realization appears instantaneously. Then the knowledge that I am the real, I am the one, I am the divine, I am the one with the Lord, that is what comes about. When knowledge is gained through discriminating intelligence, the whole concentration is on self-absorption. Discriminating intelligence. Remember, intelligence has to be pure. In the last chapter we did, you have to make your intelligence pure. When the intelligence is pure, imagine it's a, it's a cup which was having earlier liquor filled in it. You removed it out. The Guru has removed the thrown that liquor out. He has taken the greatest embarrassments around over there and polished that cup so nicely and now he is filling it up with tirtha. Tirtha, you know, the washings of the feet. When you wash the feet with water and milk and so on and so forth, you know, honey, water, that is the panchamarutra. Amrit. Amrit, you understand? Pancha, five. Five kinds of amrit are there. That is washed. That is filled in that liquid, that glass or that uh, container. And then what happens? That becomes discriminating intelligence. The, the bowl is now filled with only goodness. The water from the God's feet. What else can you think about it after that? Can you think of anything? No. Then that is called discriminating intelligence. And the whole concentration is on self-absorption. Self-absorption. You are lost in the Lord. You are completely lost in the Lord and you are lost in the self. Which is in itself means abiding humbly at the Guru's feet. So all this, whatever that was mentioned, is as if you are surrendering at the feet of the Guru. This is called complete surrender to the Guru. So this complete three lines was given to you so that you understand what it means as a complete surrender to the Guru. There is only one sign of the mind having totally surrendered at Sai's feet. What are the signs? The seeker's inclination towards peace and then his devotion is totally exalted. Highest kind of devotion. The highest kind of devotion is that he is the entire thing in my life. So my father, mother, brother, sister, husband, wife, everything, my child, my grandchild, the universe, everything is him alone. That is the one thing that remains. That is the total exaltation that happens. A loving devotee to the Guru is called Dharma. You remember this word, no? Krishna says, to establish the dharma. What has the Guru come there for? He has come over there so that he can raise you to the level of him alone. To make you like him, isn't it? So imagine that. And that is the dharma. The dharma is to take the person out of material worldly life and to make him spiritually perfect. Everything is I, is the essence of knowledge. Aham, Brahmasmi. That means I have become everything. Remember, I was telling you, you get lost in the Guru. You become one with Him. When you become one with Him, the I is decimated to become one with the Guru. And then what remains is Brahma itself. Hmm. Okay. Everything is I is the essence of knowledge. This taste for sensual pleasures is the greatest detachment and there follows a cessation of worldly life. Worldly life is all about bothering every single day. Khane ko kya hai, pine ko kya hai, I have to go to work, I have to do this, I have to do that. I have to take care of my family, I have to take care of the house, I have to take care of taxes, payments, this, that, so many things. Are they not there? 
they are very much there isn't it that means if you think about it if you are the caretaker of that place you know how many problems you are going to have in your world a single person handling everything think about it it is like literally like today i had gone to a place which was uh, which is about 100 kilometers from here there was a water bottling plant okay the gentleman who owns the plant stays 100 kilometers away how is he able to look after that place he's not able to he because he cannot keep on going there every single day so he has appointed somebody in that place that person So I was giving you this example of this particular person. Now he is staying hundred kilometers away. So he is appointed as a caretaker over there. The caretaker is least bothered. He is only bothered about the amount of money that he earns for that day. Is he bothered about what happens tomorrow if there are certain things which go wrong over there? Suppose some people come, they they contaminate the water or they do something. His job is only to ensure that it doesn't happen. but do you think he is going to take care just like the owner no way the owner has got hundreds of issues to take care of the employee doesn't have the employer has isn't it so now think about it the more that you get entangled in this material world whether it is a, a job of a father also or job of a mother you know how many jobs you are having mother doesn't mean that you have finished your job mother also means that tomorrow you have to get those people married your children okay mother means that they have there are children in the picture so that means you have to see that they get educated and they go up and then they get jobs and then they and every single day you wait you know oh it is 12 o'clock in the night the person has not returned so where is so send a whatsapp send this message send that message i am coming and then the person turns up at 1:30 and 2 o'clock and you ask what is this do you know what the time is yeah yeah i was with my friends okay you are with your friends and then what happened your poor mother is at stake don't you understand my my blood pressure is risen my acidity has gone through the roof you don't come in time i get headaches but you don't and this is a very important thing that is there that means you have taken responsibility isn't it whereas when you have reached the guru's destination he is the super boss over there you are just like an employee matlab theek hai hota hai hota hai boss ko walo aisa boss kon hai malum hai kya is like that you know he is the boss he will take care i am his child i can come at 1 o'clock in the night but you don't know boss stands over there outside with one big stick okay you want to come one o'clock okay the doors are closed at 12 after this if you don't come you stay outside <laughs> so he's very strict so he's like a mother and you are like that truant child you know understand this so this is what happens but blessed is the greatness of such devotion which when practiced single mindedly brings peace renunciation okay and fame which three are always in this power that is peace is there renunciation is there and fame what does this mean peace is there what is peace are you are you going to have the problems tomorrow thinking ki na kya hone wala hai kya hone wala hai kya hone wala hai 
you know what you are going to say i don't care how this whole thing is going to happen you just care for it okay i am just going to be like that child you know you get wherever you get you want to pay the fees you pay the fees i don't care about it and the child says i am not bothered about the fees tomorrow i want a very good pair of nike i am going hiking and the mother wonders abhi main kahan se laun ye 5000 rupees ka nike aata hai kidhar se laun still the next day the nike is there okay every day it's the same story i mean in one of the movies there was this very beautiful scene where the hero is going abroad or he's going somewhere and uh, his father that is farooq sheik okay i don't remember the name of the film is farooq sheik he has brought a backpack for him okay <laughs> and ha ye jawani ye diwani yes and she says and he says you know <laughs> the way he looks at his mother who is giving her ruamza <laughs> like this so you can imagine that particular scene you know where the son is like this mai kuch bhi kar sakta mujhe jana hai and the father has already prepared and in one of the other movies where he is given the ticket in hand i am still reminded of that beautiful movie called three idiots you know the father and the mother are very angry that the son is is thinking of going to some foreign land somewhere to do photography after doing management course or something like that he wants to do photography in some other country and what do they do they go and they give him the things which he requires even when he requires the computers when they cannot even afford they bring it and give it to him isn't that how the father and the mother behave exactly like this the guru behaves it is not understood the child is a true and playing child you know he is always doing dhamal masti but he is always the guru is always pulling that okay you want something i'll give you that little thing okay don't worry it's all okay, going to be fine blessed is the greatness of such devotion which can be practiced single mindedly brings peace so do you understand the peace comes about like this the sweetness comes on its own i mean you don't have to bother how this peace is going to come but it will come you will sleep peacefully tomorrow the computer will be there got it this is how it works renunciation renouncing the fruit of action remember this you know what is renouncing the fruit of action you are not bothered how things are going to happen why at the end of the day the dawn is your boss isn't it so <laughs> he will make it happen godfather so godfather so the godfather is there he is going to take care of you i am reminded of this movie where he says you know uh, after this you are going to become godfather Godfucker, <laughs> you remember there was this very beautiful movie called uh, Fuckers, F O C K E R S, and in the third film he says to him, "From today you will be called the Godfucker." So, <laughs> so it's like that. You, so you are not bothered by how the whole thing is going to happen, and even while carving that chicken or something like that turkey, he is doing it so wrongly, and yet still, it's like that. It's the, it's the yeah. Meet the Fuckers, the third version that is. by the way is <laughs> that it's called little fuckers it's a wonderful film you can watch it so how can he be wanting so there is no wanting after this again and fame fame is the third word i was saying what is the fame that we are asking about we are not talking about the kind of fame that everybody you know the politicians fame is there only till the time they are elected after that you forget also who got elected they come to you and they beg for votes and the next day they disappear once they are voted and after that you don't even hear about them the politicians are like that so in this case the fame is lasting fame 
you know how the lasting fame is this gentleman sits on that rock okay at kanyakumari and dreams about the future the rock becomes famous everybody wants to go and see the rock in kanyakumari i am sure you must have those who have stayed in the south india you know they have gone to kanyakumari to see just the rock why vivekananda once stood over there and dreamed of how the whole world would be like after this isn't that how it is this is everlasting fame we are not talking short term over here we are not talking that tomorrow you will be in headlines in financial times or and after that uh, next day you will be in the jail why you know because you have swindled the whole world <laughs> it's like uh, the wall uh, the wall street uh, whatever the wolf of wall street something like that nothing like that nothing like that this fame is eternal the devotee the devotee of the guru gets eternal fame today when i am reading this book dabolkar is there in front of me correct Chandorkar. These two names I am always going to remember. The day I go to Shirdi, I will say, Oh, Chandorkar, Abdul Mia. Okay, some crow came and bit him. Okay, Abdul Mia, we are talking about that person. And then suddenly we will say, Okay, this is how. The fame is always there. Lazarus. How do I remember Lazarus? Of course, he is the one whom Jesus called out. Walk out from there. You know, come out from there. I will remember Lazarus throughout. but do you think i will remember those other uh, you know besides uh, all other people who put uh, jesus on the cross we don't remember except the guy who was uh, supposed to be the villain we remember kamsa we remember ravana because they are involved in the action they are the devotees remember this only thing is in this case it, it looks reverse but they are the highest devotees pontius pilate i will definitely remember but do i remember the one who nailed him no i don't So Pontius Pilate, yes, yes, yes. I'll remember all others, yes, yes, yes. But what about the others who are there in the category? I don't remember any of those. So fame is everlasting. It will be always there. You are always there. So understand these three words. How can he be wanting in anything? Who has such guru devotion? That person who is having the highest devotion to the guru doesn't have any wants. because all his wants are fulfilled all the other useless wants are not there what it the additional wants which i was talking about till just now they are never there in the picture he says you know the the devotee says what is the point in asking for billion dollars is going to give me trouble so i don't think i need it you got what i'm saying but what does a devotee do he does a very funny thing he says like butti like sandorkar like all those can i make a temple can i do this can i gather this money for this or that they want to build a temple they want to build a, a you know a very great uh, hall a ceremony has to be performed and that will be seen later on whatever he wishes for in his mind will all come to him quite effortlessly wishes not the extra wishes whatever the little thing that is required will come to him automatically he doesn't even have to bother about it and such devotion has brahma sthiti today in the morning i was asked the question what is the meaning of the word sthita pragya you are there in that place exactly in that place nobody can shake you from that place okay that place i am that the place where nobody can shake you from 
the the knowledge that is eternal knowledge which is there brahma brahmanyana or like adharpat which was given to the sage not pole you know the pole star dhruva maharaj okay something like that a position which can never be shaken so this is the brahma stiti the oneness with the brahma you are fixed fixated in that you cannot move from there for a slave being presented as undone there nobody gives importance to moksha and the holy place of pilgrimage roll at the feet again in this we are moving slightly ahead of brahma as i told you first comes guru then god and then the love which is the third most important thing which is what kind of love we are not talking about some petty love over here and that is called the highest kind of devotion that is there in the last chapter the narration was about dikshit's bhagavat reading a description of the devotion of the nine yogis and about the darshan of sai's feet i also narrated the marvel of the dream of anand rao whose surname was pakade and in the glory of sai devotion he whom sai takes under the wing whether he is at home or on an island near him is sri sai near him is sri sai most certainly by day and by night that means what even you may be on some island it does not matter the guru is always with that person 24 bar 7 by day or by night wherever the devotee goes and to whichever place there he goes before him and gives him darshan quite unexpectedly and this is proved by some story over here i shall now narrate to the listeners a novel story with the same significance listening to which they will quite be astonished at the and glad at heart to the trusting devotee who listens here with faith to the words from sai's mouth even the joy of samadhi will not be equal in comparison with it as he will swell with self rejoicing the sweet tale in which there is a miracle at every step will make the listeners oblivious to himself and his heart will be overcome with powerful emotion it has been decided to celebrate the thread ceremony of babu the eldest son of kaka saheb dikshit at nagpur similarly the wedding of nana saheb chandurkar's eldest son was also to be celebrated for which it was necessary to go to the gwalior city nana felt that after the thread ceremony going to gwalior for the wedding may cause some delay to kaka on its account to avoid this he fixed a mohurat that is day and time which was mutually convenient so that kaka would comfortably come to gwalior from nagpur and this is a very again a very beautiful twist in the story let me tell you this the twist happens that the accommodation that happens oh when are you free are we not doing this to our relatives acha we will try to see to it that the functions are there when everybody is available when this happens when that happens when everybody is around that time i will celebrate isn't this what a person does now imagine when you are talking about the divine the divine arranges things well in advance in such a way that everything falls perfectly in place what it so let us see what happens over here after that the exalted devotee nana saheb came enthusiastically to shirdi from sai's darshan and also to invite him personally to the wedding kaka saheb was already there nana went to the mosque with a folded hands extended to baba an invitation to the wedding baba then said all right and said take shamia with you Two days later, Kaka also asked, inviting Baba for the third ceremony. To him, to Baba said the same. Take Shamia with you. Kaka said, pressed Baba to be present himself. To that also, the instant reply was, after visiting Kashi Praya quickly, I will arrive even before Shama. What can delay my coming there? Now the listener should note these words carefully and understand their significance. There is always a twist in the tale, isn't it? You have to listen to the words very carefully. The words are always very twisted. You will say, now just imagine he is saying. After visiting Kashi Prayag, as if Baba is going to go to Kashi and Prayag, he is not going to go physically. He is not going to go. 
then he says how is he saying these words don't they sound very funny to the peers after visiting kashi prayag quickly quickly means i'm going that thing i'm just going and coming back and after that what happens i will arrive even before shama he has told shama to go and he says i will arrive even before him that means i'm going to go there touch those two places and come back so now listeners should note these words carefully and understand their significance so as to be able to experience the truth and baba's all pervasiveness and so after the meal was over madhavrao thought to himself once i go to gwalior how far is kashi from there he borrowed 100 rupees from nandaram for his expense and went to baba's per- to take baba's permission most respectfully he asked now that i am going up to gwalior for the wedding and thread ceremony i think it is only proper that kashi gaya should also be visited suiting the occasion and so god i bow at your feet and pray shall i visit kashi gaya also baba then gave madhara permission to go with pleasure now you will understand kashi gaya who is going and what is going to happen he further said to him whatever is improper what is improper in what you ask whatever comes about easily effortlessly should most certainly and without a mistake be availed of underline this line very very carefully you will have to always remember this that which comes to you naturally isn't this what i keep on saying always understand this line whatever comes about easily effortlessly should most certainly and without a mistake be availed of if something comes to you very naturally and effortlessly without you taking any trouble to get it then you need to be taking it don't bother asking just say yes it has come to me naturally that means i have to take it and take it such was the command madhara hired a bullock cart and proceeded to kopargaon where he met appa kote on the way appa was going to sandward to bring back his granddaughter when he heard about the pilgrimage to kashi he jumped out of his stronga although he had no money for the journey to kashi he would not give up such company as madhara's and when madhara reassured him appa kote was only too ready happily she sat down in the bullock cart he sat down in the bullock cart quickly to avail of such an opportunity you know we are here we are talking about long distance travel in our when we were in college and all that and the friend will come hey chal chal we'll go to this place and some chai joint he'll go and suddenly in the chai joint that person says okay from here we are going to this place we are going for the movie you want to come and i don't have any money boss okay does not matter i'll foot your bill come with me so you go with him and then in the movie also while movie is over actually so let us go and have some tea somewhere you know you are literally going without even bothering how what is happening your mother must be thinking you know abhi beta mera aayega khana khane ko 12 baje ka kahan beta aa raha hai wo to dopher ke 2 baje ka picture mein chala gaya ha bola sham ko 6 baje abhi to aayega chai peene ke liye chai kahe ka aur raat ko 10 baje paida hota hai wahan se and you asking you went out early in the morning and now you are coming at 10 o'clock in the night yeah mom i met this one and then i met that one and i you know the whole story becomes a long extended version of where you were in the morning to night now think about this the devotees are like this you know how devotees are the devotees are they say i am going to shirdi i am going to this place i am going to that place can i come with you but you know my this one is coming at home tomorrow जाने दे यार वो तो आएगा देखेगा मम्मी देख लेगी उसको पीपल आर लाइक दिस दे आर सो मच दोन टू रन टू दिस प्लेस वाई बिकॉज दे गेट देयर स्पिरिचुअल वील ओवर देयर 
<clears throat> Apakote Patel was wealthy, but being in transit, he had no means of getting any money and on the account, he might miss going to Kashi. This was his greatest worry. Why not avail of the opportunity knocking at the door and that too in company of Mother Ross? See, easily opportunity has come, you know. So you should take it. Such was the innermost wish in Appa's mind. So knowing his difficulty and giving him timely reassurance, Mother Ross took Appa with him so that he might get the merit of the pilgrimage to Kashi. They then went to Nagpur for the thread ceremony when Kaka Sahib gave 200 rupees to Mother Ross for his expense. From there, he went to Gwalior for the marriage ceremony too. At the time, Nana Sahib gave 100 rupees to Madhara. Srimanta Jathar, the bride's father, also gave him 100 rupees. In this way, Nana's Guru Bandhu had quite a collection given to him very lovingly. See, all the donations come in, to, in this. Okay? This is donation. This is not returnable, by the way. <laughs> so, it all falls in. Achha, tu se laya, se laya, se laya. Sab gaya, kidar kidar se. Okay? Because these are Guru Bandhu. Those who come together in for the common purpose, they all become the Guru Bandhus. Uh, on the Mangal Ghat at Kashi, there was Lakshmi Narayan temple, beautifully carved with the Jadav work, of which this Jathar was the owner. Jathar owned the beautiful temple of Sri Ram in Ayodhya too. As both these holy places, attention and courtesies to the guests were entrusted by Jathar to his Muni. Uh, from Gwalior, they went to Mathura. They were accompanied by Oze, Biniwali and Pendharkar also. But the three last mentioned returned home thereafter. Mother Rao and Kote, however, went to Prayag from there and entered Ayodhya in time for the Ramnami celebration. They spent 21 days there and two months at Kashi. The sun and the moon eclipsed over. They both set out for Gaya. In Gaya, the epidemic of plague had broken out. In lanes and bylanes, people stood anxious and worried. This was the news that they both heard still in their, while still in the train. The train puffed to the station at night, so they rested in the nearby Dharmashala for the night. In the morning, a Gayawal came to meet them, saying, Come on, hurry up. The whole crowd of pilgrims had set out to go. Disturbed and frightened in his mind, Madhavarava asked him in a low tone, We will come, but is there an epidemic in your locality too? So he replied to him, Oh, do come there and see for yourself. There is no such thing there. Come with me without a doubt. See what happens? Everybody has doubts. You keep on listening, you know. Today storm has come, tomorrow this has happened, day after tomorrow that has happened. But when you have gone for this kind of a beautiful job, why are you bothered? Why are you having doubts? Don't have doubts. When somebody is doing some very great work, no, they should never have doubts. Remember this. Stop having doubts at all. So the Gayawal is telling what? Don't have doubts. Okay. This is an important line again. So they both went there went to Gayawal's place and were pleased at heart to see his spacious home. Another reason for their happiness was that even as they sat down there on seeing Baba's picture right in front of them, Madhavara was overcome with powerful emotion. Never had it entered their mind or thought that at a distant place like Gaya, their eyes will alight at Sai's picture. Amazement filled the heart of both. Madhavara was overwhelmed with love as tears of joy welled out in their eyes. So the Gayawal asked, why are you crying? On seeing Madhara cry, without any reason, the Gayawal grew suspicious and angry and anguished. Gayawal was greatly worried, thinking that since there was a plague in Gaya, Madhara must have been anxious to how his pilgrimage would be completed as per the plan. I've already told you that there is no plague and yet you worry. I'm really surprised. If you have had no faith in me, then please do check. Uh, please do ask everyone here. You need not fear even a single hair on your head here. Then why do you shed tears? Having taken a dread in the epidemic of plague and having lost his nerve, this pilgrim weeps unnecessarily like this all the time. So thinking, the Gayawal tries to explain and to pacify. But in Madhara's mind, the thought was, how was my mother Sai come here before me today? So that photograph was there on the wall and he is thinking about that. 
Earlier Baba's words have been visiting Kashi Prayag quickly, I will arrive even before Shama. And here was the direct experience of that truth. On entering the house, when Baba's picture stood before the eyes, this quite unexpected experience caused them great wonder. The throat choked with love, a flood of joyous tears poured from the eyes and the hair stood upon ends and bees of perspiration sprang upon all over the body. Such was Madhara's condition, while the thought uppermost in Gayawal's mind was quite different and he really thought that Madhara was crying because he was afraid of the plague. Being most curious, it was Shama himself who later asked Gayawal, How did you get this picture? Tell us everything in detail. Gayawal then began to narrate the detailed account to Madhara about the marvel that had happened 12 years ago. Listen to it. Gayawal had two and three hundred people on his payroll who used to maintain a detailed register about the pilgrims at Manmar and Puntambe. It was the regular business of the Gayawal to make the necessary arrangements for the pilgrims. While his work was going on thus, Gayawal went to Shirdi. He had heard that Sai Samat was a great saint. So he wished that he should be blessed by taking the darshan. He took Sai's darshan, made obeisance at the feet and he felt a great keen desire to obtain Sai's picture. Madhara had a picture hanging on the wall which Gayawal asked for and with Baba's permission Madhara gave it to him. This is that same picture that belonged to me and this was the same Gayawal. Then Madhara remembered. And how did Baba send me this same place? And oh, how he has brought about the meeting after such a long time. In fact, who and why will anybody remember a thing that has happened 12 years ago? It has never come to my mind at all. But Baba's ways are inscrutable. He sent Shama to the same place and there itself he gave him darshan. Gayawal true was greatly pleased. It was the same picture that I had given after Sai Baba's permission and that to the same Gayawal. Shama now remembered. It was at his place that I had stayed earlier after coming to Shirdi and it was he who had arranged me to have Baba's darshan remembered Gayawal too. Because of the favours done earlier to each other, their joy knew no bounds. He made excellent arrangements for Shama in Gaya. So great was his wealth that elephants waited at Gayawal's door. Himself he sat in the palanquin and made Shama ride on the elephant. Happily they went to Vishnupad with articles of puja and after performing puja and abhishek to the god they also offered pindadan to the mains. And this is what happens. When you take the permission of the Guru and you do these kind of things, you can get even elephant seat, okay, on top of the elephant. That means what happens is, facilitation happens, facilitation. You get quick entry everywhere. Quick entry, you get good seats, you get good darshan, everything happens, all the tickets come in place, everything happens perfectly. And then you are back in your place where you are supposed to. This is the ease of how things happen. Okay. And with the articles of puja and after performing puja with Abhishek to the god, they also offered Pindadal to the mains. Then the Brahmins were satiated with the meals and Dakshana. And after first making Naivedya to the gods, the pilgrimage was completely satisfactory or rather Baba got it completed by them. The essence of this whole story, however, is words from Baba's mouth always come true. Each and every letter is proved by actual experience. His love for the devotee is also boundless. But this is only so far as his love for the devotee is concerned. In fact, he looked upon other creatures as equal too. Not only was he exceedingly fond of them, but was one with them at heart. Returning to the mosque from the Lendi, while walking casually on the way, he sometimes met a herd of goats. Baba would feel most happy. He would then cast his nectar-like glance over them, sometimes selecting a goat or two of it. Whatever price the owner asked, Baba would pay him at once and keep the animal with Kondaji. Such was Baba's usual practice. One day Baba bought two goats, paying 32 rupees for them. Everybody was surprised. As he saw the two goats, he suddenly took a liking to them and going near, patted them on the back. On seeing both animals, Sai Samad felt compassion for them and was moved by the condition. He was overwhelmed, overcome by a profusion of love. 
drawing them close to him, Sai lovingly passed his hand over them. The devotees were astonished by Baba's strange behavior. Sai remembered his great affection for them in their previous birth and was overcome with love. On seeing them both as goats, he was deeply moved by pity. For a goat that cost two or three or four rupees, Baba had actually paid sixteen each. Tatya Baba was simply amazed to see this strange doing. When they saw within their own eyes the buying of a thing that was paying whatever price the trader had asked, Madhara as well as Tatya indignantly protested against Baba's action. Why did he pay 16 rupees for a thing worth 2 rupees? Did Baba have no value for money and hence he was doing things just as he pleased? But even this argument was not satisfactory. Both shaft and fumed within. Why did Baba make such a bargain? Is this any way to bargain? Both blame Baba. How could Baba be so deceived? All the people gathered there to see this. Baba was calm and composed in his mind as if nothing at, at the least was lost. Although the two of them were thus angry and began blaming Baba, Baba himself was not in the least perturbed. He remained perfectly at peace and was quite happy. Humbly they both asked Baba, What is this strange way of your generosity? Are not 32 rupees lost? On hearing this question of mere money with a smile, Baba said to himself, Truly crazy are these people. Oh, how will I make them understand? But Baba's peace and calm was most remarkable. The steadfastness of his mind was not at all disturbed. This is a characteristic of true everlasting peace. Everyone was most surprised. He who knows no anger but experiences lasting peace and sees God in all the creatures, how can indiscretion ever touch him? Those who have the power of discriminating knowledge will never allow anger to be aroused. And if such an occasion unexpectedly it arises, a, piece of, a treasury of peace will be thrown open. He who meditates ceaselessly on Allah Malik, how can his greatness be described? His life is incomprehensible and profound, most sacred and highly beneficial. He of a compassionate mind, who is knowledge personified, a store of renunciation and the ocean of peace. Listen to what he really said. On seeing both the insistence of both, Baba also made up his mind. He said, I who have no place even to sit and no home, why should I want possessions?